Hello everyone, you're listening to the NCRI Women's Committee podcast. This time we're going to explore the NCRI Women's Committee report to the UN Beijing Plus 26 Summit. This 300-page report comes in nine chapters and reviews the conduct of the Iranian regime 26 years after the Beijing Conference on Women's Rights. In this podcast, we aim to review the parts from this report covering the Iranian regime's measures concerning the second sustainable development goal of the UN, known as SDG2. SDG2 aims to achieve zero hunger. It is one of the 17 sustainable development goals established by the United Nations. The official wording is end hunger, achieve food security and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture. Where does the Iranian regime's record stand? We'll take a look together. Is there any hope to eradicate poverty in Iran by 2030? None whatsoever, as long as the mullahs remain in power. That's because Ali Khamenei, the mullah supreme leader, controls all the mega-institutions directly or through his revolutionary guard corps, the IRGC. They plunder the nation's wealth and all its natural resources and pocket their revenues. After 43 years, the mullahs have brought nothing to the Iranian people except death and destruction. We see Iran rated as one of the unhappiest nations, where 80% of the people lives below the poverty line. I've read in the news that the middle class has all but diminished and the vast majority of the Iranian people live in poverty despite the country's immense national wealth and oil reserves. Experts say one-third of low-income families in Iran, that's around 5 million people, who earn only 1 million tamans a month, that's only $30, are living in extreme poverty and hunger. Then 67% of the population lives below the relative poverty line. With no positive change coming from any of the cabinets, what is the situation of women? Well, most social ills in Iran have taken up a feminine face. Poverty is feminized, addiction, suicides, homelessness are also feminized in Iran. There are numerous other ills involving women and girls, including the large number of runaway girls, prostitution and human trafficking, sale of body organs, sale of insulins, and so on. I was actually going to ask about the term, the feminine face of poverty. Yes, many of the Iranian regime's officials and experts in social harms use this term indicating that women are the prime victims of that social ill. For example, they once said more than 64% of impoverished families in Iran are female heads of household. I must add that 50% of panhandlers in Iran are also women. Let me stress something obvious here, that poverty is directly related to hunger and the SDG too. Now, as you mentioned, 
there is a feminine face to poverty in Iran. Why? Because there's a vicious discrimination against women in the job market. I can tell you about the conditions of women's employment in Iran if you'd like. Oh yes, please do. Well, out of more than 32 million women who are eligible to work, only 4 million are economically active. Throughout the years, women's employment rate in Iran has been 12% at best. That means 87 or 88% of women in Iran have no role to play in the economy and no source of income. The job market is strictly male-dominated. For every 100 men, only 22 women have some form of employment in Iran. I noted the data published in 2017, which said 80% of the Iranian population lives under the poverty line. True, in 2017, the Iranian population was 83 million, so 80% of that amounts to 66 million people. You should bear in mind that people have become extremely poorer since 2017, and these numbers must be considered the minimum. I also noted in the report that the consumption of red meat has decreased by 65% and rise by 34%. Yes, that's true. Many of the basic food staples have been removed from people's food baskets because of low salaries, inflation and high prices. Most recently, with the hike in the price of macaroni and bread, there was an outburst of widespread protest all across the country because people no longer afford a loaf of bread. Food security, as defined by the United Nations Committee on World Food Security, means that all people at all time have physical, social and economic access to sufficient, safe and nutritious food that meets their food preferences and dietary needs for an active and healthy life. Give us a picture of what this means for Iranian women in reality. I must say that the vast majority of the people of Iran are malnourished. They don't have access to sufficient nutritious food they need, because not only the basic staples but almost all food items are beyond people's purchasing power. For example, it's been a long time that dairy products, legumes, eggs and poultry have become a luxury for most Iranian families. One can see on social media how citizens line up to try and buy cooking oil before stores completely run out. When I talk with friends about living conditions in Iran, it's always hard to understand how families are managing to feed themselves on top of all other expenses like housing, transportation, medication, and clothing. I see what you mean. That's one of my all-time preoccupations too. But something that was a secret maybe 10, 20 years ago has now become common knowledge. When working on social media, one sees the images of people, women and men, girls and boys, young and old, sticking their heads into trash bins looking for food or for something that they could sell to buy food with its money. One state-run newspaper put it this way, garbage bins in rich neighborhoods will never run out of customers. 
poor urban women resorted to trash bins to find food leftovers, a scene which has become all too common these days in Tehran and other major capitals. You also see ads posted on the walls near hospitals in all major Iranian capitals by people who offer to sell their kidneys, livers, bone marrow, cornea, and most shocking of all, their hearts. My goodness, what will happen to someone who sells her heart? Yes, that's truly shocking. The person who sells his or her heart dies, but the money will go to their families so they'd be able to survive some time. It was so moving to watch the video clip of that little boy in the streets in the early days of the pandemic seeking help to provide food for his family. He said, we have no rice, no oil. Yes, it brought every conscientious person down to tears. But there are more heartbreaking examples of how people try to fight hunger. For example, homeless women who sell their newborns both to avoid starving to death and to provide a better future for their babies. Of course, often it happens that babies fall into bad hands and become victims of organ trafficking gangs. There are also cases when families with five or six children sell one of them to be able to feed the rest. In case of girls, they are forced into early marriage in exchange for a small amount of money paid to their families. Recently, there was a sad news from Tehran. About 5,000 newborn babies abandoned in the streets or dumped in the trash bins during only 10 days. This shocking figure by itself bespeaks of the depth of poverty and hunger in Iran. correct that women have no choice but to sleep under bridges, in unfinished houses or even buses because they don't afford to pay rent, even for a room. I might add to that list, many sleep in empty graves. Imagine that 82% of the 5 million women heads of households live below the poverty line and don't have a suitable job. They don't receive any government support. These conditions are why they end up losing their homes or being expelled by their landlords. These women and their children join the army of the homeless and hungry. Another shocking data is that 38 million Iranians live in slums and shanty towns. That's where many of the women heads of household end up. So far, we've talked about the urban population. What about the rural population? Their situation is even worse. You see, because of lack of water, lack of government support, and wrong policies of the Mullah's regime, many farmers become bankrupt. Actually, a large percentage of those living in the slums or begging the streets of major capitals are rural women and men who've migrated from their villages to find food. One expert elaborating on the situation once said, the food and things a poor man can find in a city trash bin is more than what he can earn in his own village. Let me give you an example. In Hossein Abad village, located in the middle of a desert, people eat hay as their main food. They don't have drinking water. They use the little water they have for farming to sow hay near their sheds. Some of the hay is used for the livestock and some is kept for human consumption. More recently, 
We learned that farmers in Isfahan province had to sell their livestock and their farms because they didn't have water to keep on farming and take care of their animals. You can see that there's literally no food security in the villages. I can imagine how much women are suffering in this condition. Yes, women always have to suffer doubly and endure double oppression and all forms of pressure. Earlier in this podcast, we talked about poverty of women and discrimination against them in employment. This situation is worse in villages. Women who plant rice do more than 60% of the planting and harvest of rice, but their wage is less than the wage of their male counterparts. Women harvest between 50 to 70 sacks of potatoes every day for only 350,000 tomans, which is only $10. Women make 75% of the handicraft industry's products, 40% of agricultural products, and 80% of the carpet industry productions, but they paid one-fifth of the salary of men. We also have the condition of nomadic women. Every kilogram of the fibers nomadic women spin is worth between 60 to 70,000 tomans, but they have no access to the markets and must sell their products to brokers at one-third of their real value. So all these are factors that contribute to the women's poverty and as a result to their malnutrition and lack of food security, also for their children. Yes, true. Today we learn that there is no prospect of eradicating poverty in Iran by 2030 because of the Iranian regime's policies against the people's interests. The middle class has vanished and there are numerous discriminations against women in the job market. When all basic food staples have been removed from the people's baskets, Iranian women and girls do not have any food security in which most of them are malnourished. With the vast majority of people being so poor, they resort to selling their infants, abandoning their newborns, and even selling their vital body organs. You can study these issues in more details in the NCRI Women's Committee report to Beijing Plus 26 with numerous references and professional graphics. We urge our listeners to lend support and urge action in solidarity with the democratic struggles of Iranian women by spreading these podcasts and reports at every single opportunity. Please visit women.ncr-iran.org and click the Documents tab from the drop-down list in the Publications menu. We'll see you again in two weeks.